Welcome to Crossroad Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Bob Ellis. Welcome to Crossroads Church. Glad that you are with us, and uh, whether that's uh, you join us every week at one of our campuses. Uh, we have services in San Antonio at 11. We have services in New Braunfels at 1030, and then we have a Spanish service in New Braunfels as well at 1230. So there are different venues and different opportunities for you to worship. Uh, we do believe the best place and space uh, is with other believers, but we get we understand that uh, it doesn't always work out that way where you can be, uh, whether your location, whether you live on the other side of the country or, or whether you're here in town and, and you, whether it's transportation, sickness, whatever, uh, it's impossible to join. But uh, we just want to let you know that there are opportunities to congregate with other believers uh, and, uh, and we uh, hope to see you uh, as, uh, whenever you can join us. And, but, but we do get it. And so one of the things that we try to do on Sunday nights is we try to, to give you a little flavor for what's happening at Crossroads Church. We, we, we put up some worship. We do some, we, we do a, we'll do a preaching, a teaching. And so uh, tonight I'm actually going to do it behind my desk and, and wanted to share with you what I'll be sharing or what I've shared uh, today. Um, here with the congregation. And, and it's going to come out of John chapter 13. And uh, so if you want to look in your Bibles, or if you've got, I would encourage you each week, if you just look in your, uh, your pull out your Bible, pull out your, your smart device where you can look up scripture. You say, well, where do I find it on my phone? Well, one of the good app, one, an app that I've seen that, that a lot of people use is version. It's the Bible app. One of the most downloaded Bible apps um, in the world, or I think it is number one. It might even be bigger than some of the other ones. Uh, it might even compare to, to like other gaming videos. That, I mean, it, it, it has a high number of downloads. And so I'd encourage you to use that. Um, regularly gets updates. It has devotionals. There's Bible reading calendars. Lots of other things besides just a Bible there. There's even a you can even find people near you where you can uh, uh, where you can have little groups and things like that and study the word. So there's all kinds of things through that uh, through that app. I encourage you to use that. Today we're going to be looking in John chapter 13. It was John chapter 13 happens near the end of Jesus's ministry, and it's 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 one of the last examples or one of the last teachings that he gives us besides the the most obvious one on the cross. And so I'm going to start reading. Today I'm reading out of the, the NIV. And as if you, if I read from different versions and, 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 and I'm sure you've got your favorite. I also go back into a, to a Greek interlinear. So I go back to what maybe try to poke around a little bit and see what the original language would, would have been. I'm not great at that, but I try to do that. I would encourage you have several versions. Um, uh, there's some word for words. Um, there's, um, there's, contextual ones and you've got everything from the you can go all the way back from the king james uh, nasb um but today i want to read out of the uh, out of uh the niv it's actually the bible that was given to me when uh when i got ordained it was uh it was uh so it's one of my one of here that i have at the office or my house office anyway john chapter 13 verse 1 Jesus, this is Jesus preparing for his final days. It's the Passover feast. Starting at verse 1, it says, It was just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, 
he now showed them the full extent of his love. That can also be translated, he loved them to the very end. Some of your translations are going to translate that. And you get the, you get the sense and the idea that, that Jesus is preparing to leave, and this is going to be, he, it's going to be the culmination of, of a life lived among his disciples, and he's loved them. And I, and I like how the, the chapter starts out. He's loved them till the end. He's been with them all the way. He's shown them the, the glory of the Father. He showed them the glory of the Father. He's about to depart, but it doesn't want us to forget that he loved them, and he loved them to the end. So they have the Passover meal in, in verse 2. It says, the evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. And Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and he was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. So I want you to get this, this imagery. Jesus celebrates one of the, if not the most important um, festival in the Jewish calendar. I mean, we're talking about a, an event so etched in their religious and, and, and spiritual memories that had been told and talked about from, from grandfather and passed down to grandson and granddaughter. And it just had spread throughout the centuries. It was the story of the great Passover where God led his people miraculously out of slavery in Egypt into the promised land. And he used the miraculous um, works of, uh, of, 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 uh, of a man who would raise a staff and pronounce judgment on Pharaoh and God would pour out this power and plagues would, would appear and miracles would take place. It was a powerful escape from the Egyptians culminating with the parting of the of the sea and the Israelites crossing over onto dry land and the and the Israelite or the Egyptians swallowed up that were chasing after them it's a story that they knew by heart it's a story they knew better than we know and 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 so Jesus is is sharing this passover meal because this is this is an important festival for them it reminds them of where they came from and where and and who it was who who had been leading them. I think it's really interesting when 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 you think about special feasts and celebrations and birthdays. Um, you go back and you look at some birthday pictures from way back, and you're like, I don't look like that anymore. And it kind of reminds you. Then you then you associate that with a time of your life, and well, wow, I, I used to be here, and now I'm here, and. And you, you remember at certain points and little special days, you remember where you came from. And so the Passover feast was significant for the Jewish people because they remembered where they came from. And it was a time for them to also remember who led them out of the most improbable escape to become at one time under David and Solomon, one of the, the strongest nations in the world before they later fell. And the scripture says the Passover feast was significant and they and and it was just normal for a good Jewish a good group of Jews here in this passage to be practicing this feast. But after the meal, the scripture says he pours water into a basin, pulls off, takes off his clothes, and wraps himself in a towel. 
and which I I think just this shows this this sign of humility, and and then he goes and he begins to wash Simon Peter's feet, and the scripture says in verse six, he came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, you are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. And it's, I mean, Peter's great. Peter goes on to be this, this rock in the church. In fact, that's kind of what Petros means, rock. But Peter had this, this reputation for someone who would speak first, uh, or maybe sometimes even act first or speak first without really thinking through all the consequences. Maybe you can relate. I can relate. Um, but it's interesting. Jesus goes to him first. Jesus uses Peter. Peter is not uses him in a bad way. This is someone that that Jesus will use to be the first leader of the church. And this is important. This is significant. But he goes to him and and Peter reacts and he says, you can't wash my feet. And And Jesus says to him, one day you're going to understand why I did this. And he's like, no, you, you, you shall never wash my feet. Um, there, there, it, you know, let, me, let me go back. Let me just go down a little bit further and, and tie this in. Because I want to get a little later, he, uh, he says this. Uh, let me jump a little Verse, verse 13, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightfully so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should wash others' feet. I've set an example for you to do as I have done for you, that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. God is getting ready to send out Peter. Jesus is, is getting ready to, to leave this world, and Peter's going to be sent to be a light in the darkness. And so Jesus is about to wash his feet. He is modeling for him what it means and what it will require of him from then on. They had just been celebrating a feast of the past, but Jesus is setting up the future. He's setting up the future by saying, I've got to wash your feet so that you can understand one day what's going on. And, and so then when, when Peter realizes that this is very important to Jesus, he says, well, then wash all of me. And, and then Jesus is like, you don't need all of you washed. I mean, that's, that's how Peter was. He's like, well, I, if, you're, if this is important for, for me to be part of what you want me to do, then I want all of me washed. And Jesus goes on to say to him, a person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. Peter was all in. Peter had been bathed in the presence, in the ministry, in the calling. He accepted the calling. But this final act was an act of that, that final part of teaching him what it means to be a servant. They had cast out demons. They had healed the sick. He'd even sent the disciples out to replicate this in towns and villages. And they were amazed. And, and, and yet here at the end, it's this subtle strength of humility that we see in Jesus. He says, if you're going to follow me, you can't be greater than me. So what does he do? He lowers himself to the lowest paid person in the room. 
In fact, the no, the, the the not getting paid person in the room, he takes on the the role of a doulos in the Greek, which is a slave. He 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 takes the lowest form. See, it was customary, and and I'm not a, an expert on Jewish customs by any means. But from what I understand, someone would go into a house and there would be this process of washing their feet. Now, sometimes this would be done, and most of the times, the way I understood it or understand it, it would be done by someone of, uh, of a lower stature, someone like a servant, or in their case, there would have been slavery. More, more than likely, at least what I understand, and if I'm wrong on this, please feel free to send me some, some hate email or whatever, at least let me know, but... I don't think the host would have been the one doing it. And and if, if it had been a host, then I don't think Peter would have responded this way. But Jesus takes on the, the lowest paid person in the room's position, and he washes Peter's feet. And he says, Peter, if, if, and to all the disciples in that room, he said, if you, if you are going to follow me, you can't be greater than me. And look what I've shown you to do. He says, one day this is going to make sense to you. One day, you're going to understand. What Jesus is trying to tell them is, and and I want to go back and read that verse 16 of of John chapter 13, verse 16. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Peter is going to be sent out. You and I are going to be sent out. We've been sent out. But we got to reel it back in and remember that we're not above him. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I struggle sometimes when I see people in ministry who are demanding um, maybe the best car, the best plane, uh, the best seat on the, on, the, on the plane or the train. Or I don't see that with Jesus. I'm not saying God can't prosper people and won't prosper people. I'm not saying that, but at some point, Jesus wants to make sure that we don't forget sight of the fact that we are servants to the people he has called us to reach. The script, go back to the very beginning of that passage. He says, having loved them who were in the world, he's getting ready to leave them. Having loved them, now he showed them the full extent of his love or that his love remained till the end. He would love them till the end. The world is going to be, the world is looking for people who will show that kind of love and that kind of service. What's it going to look like? Well, the Bible has some passages where, where Jesus says, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there my servant will be also. We're called to be servants. And the Bible says, anyone who serves me, the Father will honor me or honor him. What's, what, what I think happens is m- most of us at a festival or a feast or a celebration or just life, we want to be celebrated now. And, and so that is always going to be at odds with what I believe Jesus is teaching in John chapter 13. We want to get celebrated now. And, and in John chapter 12, he says, if you will serve like I have served, remember, no servant is greater than his master. In other words, humble yourself humble myself, and serve the people he loves till the very very end. So the scripture says, now showing the full extent of his love, there in John chapter 13, verse 1, having loved them till the very end. You know, Jesus has called us to love his people and the people who will be his people who will join and follow him till the very end. 
And if we're going to do that, we, we need to understand that the celebration is not now. And the one who honors us is not them. It's him. And so we've got to set that aside, that, that personal agenda that maybe we have. And I think Jesus is, is, is dealing with the, with the disciples. He's preparing them for what they're going to understand later. The, the demands of leading a, a growing church. 5,000 will come to, to, to know the Lord very soon, very early on after Jesus' death. The church is going to multiply and expand, and even persecution is going to put, push people all out among the Roman world. And it's going to get easy to forget who is the servant and who is the master, who's in charge. And Jesus in this 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 final act of one of these one of his last acts of teaching he says here i'm the host taking on the role of the really the unpaid i am here to show you i'm getting ready to send you but i need to know that you understand this that you learn this lesson church god has called us to serve the bible says in mark chapter 10 verse 45 for the for the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life for a ran- as a ransom for many. You and I are called to give up our honor now because one day we will be honored, but we're called to serve. He- he's called us to take on the role of, uh, uh, of his role. He's getting ready to leave. And so he says, I-, I need my disciples to do what I have done. His whole ministry for three and a half years had been about serving people. He says, one day you're going to understand this, Peter. One day I'm going to send you in that same spirit. The scripture says later on in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Jesus has called us to be a servant. He's sending us out to be servants, to be humble servants in this world. Let's do our best to present ourselves to God in this manner. Hope you have a great week. Let's pray. God, thank you for this time that we could share with the, the, the believing community abroad, those in and around the San Antonio area, and then those maybe who've just picked up online to follow us for whatever reason. Lord, I pray that their hearts would be strengthened. I pray that they would know that Jesus neither leaves us nor forsakes us, that he continues to love us through and to the end. But Lord, will we also pick up on this idea that you've called us to be your servants in this world, to pick up your cause, to love your people to the end. And would we show the same humility? Would we follow and walk in your footsteps? Would we walk in your humility? Would we be a servant to those others who will come to know you. For I pray in Jesus' name, amen. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit crossroadstx.church.